Today's episode is sponsored by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BrainsOn. Just go to Indeed.com slash BrainsOn right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BrainsOn. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Brains On, where we're serious about being curious. Brains On is supported in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation. Hi, my name is Barry. I'm a speck of black pepper, and I have a dream. My dream is to season food. I've been waiting weeks, but tonight I believe I will finally fulfill my destiny of being eaten. Maybe I'll land on the plate of a gentle soul who can't believe how well their food is seasoned. Maybe they'll take a bite and say, Mmm, is that buried a speck of black pepper in there? Wow, so yummy. Oh my gosh, it's happening. Here I go. Wait, this plate is plastic and it's hot pink. Am I on <gasps> Baby Jenna's plate? Aw, oh, man! Baby Jenna is a little hesitant when it comes to new foods. On a good day, she puts a little in her mouth and tries it. On a bad day, the food ends up on the floor. Okay. Okay, Barry, you can do this. It's strategy time. We've got a small clump of cottage cheese over here, a pile of steamed broccoli over there, and three sweet potato nuggets. Okay, Barry, think. Come on, Barry. Pepper obviously tastes incredible on all three. Maybe I'll scoot over here and attach myself to the sweet potato nug. But wait, the outside, it's kind of crusty, and I might fall off. Better try the cottage cheese. Baby Jenna loves her some fresh curd. Mmm, this feels cool and silky, like one of those very expensive dairy spa treatments like they have in Switzerland. Wait, hold on. At least half the cottage cheese usually ends up on her face. I don't like those odds. All right, broccoli it is. Perfect. I'll just nestle right in here in the treetops of this tall fellow. Baby Jenna loves steamed veggies. Oh my gosh, she chose my piece. Her mouth is wide open. Here I go. It's everything I ever wanted. You're listening to Brains On from 8PM Studios. I'm Molly Bloom and my co-host today is Nishka from Toronto. Hi, Nishka. Hi, Molly. Onishka, you wrote to us with a really great question. What was it? I wanted to know why some people like certain foods and others don't. I love this question. What made you think of it? Well, one day I was eating dinner with my family and we were all eating food and my parents really liked it and I didn't. And I wondered why. Do you remember what it was you were all eating? Uh, I think it was some form of rice. Mm, And your parents were like, this is the best. And you were like, ugh, no, thank you. 
Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite food? My favorite food is noodles. Ugh, I love noodles as well. Do you have a favorite kind of noodle? A favorite kind of noodle? Probably stir-fried noodles. I like some sort of sauce, like Szechuan okay. sauce, and mm-hmm. some vegetables, but not a lot. Okay. My favorite noodle is noodles with cottage cheese. Ooh, yum. And it is delicious. Thank you for saying that, because a lot of people, when they hear about it, they're like, ish. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You have to try it. You're going to love it. <sighs> so what's something you really still don't like to eat? Something I don't like to eat, I, I don't like cucumbers. Cucumbers? Yes. Why? What, what about them don't you like? They're just like 90% water, and mm. the other 10% is like bad flavored water. <laughs> so it sounds like maybe it's the texture and the flavor are both not your yeah. thing. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, and you can't really cook cucumbers because people don't really cook them. Do you, will you eat a pickle, though? Will you eat a pickled cucumber? I will eat pickles, yes. Okay. It is very, very normal for kids to be choosy about what they eat. Teenagers and adults can be picky, too. And there's a reason why our bodies don't like every new food right away. Our human ancestors. The ones that were around a long, 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 long time ago before grocery stores or even farms... They didn't necessarily know which plants were safe to eat and which ones would make them sick. A lot of the poisonous greens and berries would taste bitter or sour. So we learned over time to be careful with things that taste bitter or sour. And our bodies can still be suspicious of these flavors today, at least at first. These days, humans have figured out which foods are poisonous and which ones are safe. But that doesn't mean our bodies are ready to like every food, even if we know they're safe to eat. That's because eating is an intense experience. It involves all of our senses. A lot of people say, oh, just take a bite. Well, they don't realize there's a lot of things that go into taking a bite. You're seeing it, you're smelling it, you're touching it, you're you're going to feel it in your mouth. There's so many different things, and then you got to chew it, right? And then you also have to swallow it. All those are different things. So you just need time for your body to learn to get used to those things. That's Jennifer Anderson. I'm a registered dietitian, mom of two boys. Jennifer also founded an organization called Kids Eat in Color. It helps kids and families as they're trying out new foods. She says it's very normal for kids to not like foods where all the ingredients are all mixed up. They might prefer to have each individual food in its own separate part of the plate. That's because young eaters want to know what they're going to get with every bite. Being surprised can be a little unpleasant when you're learning to like new foods. And young kids usually want foods that are consistent. In other words, foods that are basically the same every time you eat them. Blueberries might be tricky, for example, because sometimes they're really sweet, but other times they taste really sour. No mouth surprises, please. So the adults around you might say, you're a picky eater. But Jennifer thinks of it another way. Picky eater just means, hey, I need more time to learn to like a food. And maybe I need two more years than you do to learn to like a food. But that doesn't mean anything bad about me. That doesn't mean I can't learn to like foods. I do think it's helpful to to think about yourself as someone who is learning to like new foods. Because you might want to go to a birthday party or you may want to go to an outing with your friends and they may have foods that you don't recognize. And if you've been practicing 
learning to like new foods over time. You might find that when you get to that setting, you might be able to try it. And that will help you feel less stressed out when you go somewhere and you don't know what's going to be served there. The first step to learning to like a new food is seeing that new food. Maybe you see it in the kitchen, see your parents eating it, see it in the garden. Maybe you even see it in a book or a movie. Then maybe you'll smell it or touch it before eating it. The more you're exposed to a new food, the more likely you are to eventually try that food. Trying new foods when you're really hungry is also super helpful. If you see a new food in the morning when you first wake up or maybe right when you get home from school, you're hungry and your body will be more likely to give it a chance. And you can think about what that new food is doing for your body. So when your parent says, hey, I want you to eat broccoli because it's good for you, you might be thinking, what does that mean? Broccoli has calcium in it. That's going to go to build your bones. It has all these green compounds in them. That helps your body fight off sickness. It does a whole bunch of things. If I tell that to my sons, if I tell that to you, then you can think, hmm, maybe it's worth looking at it. Maybe it's worth smelling it. Maybe it's worth touching it. Maybe it's worth giving it a taste because every single food that is showing up on my plate at school, at home, anywhere, they're all going to do different things. And the more different foods I can learn to eat, the better that my body is going to run and the more things that my body is going to be able to do. Another thing you can do is try the same food prepared in different ways. Like maybe you can't stand fried eggs, but you love them scrambled. That is so true. Brains on editor Shayla Farzad, what are you doing here? And did you just jump out of the air vent in the ceiling? Molly, you know I'm always hanging out in the air vents at Brains on headquarters, listening to other people's conversations and waiting to pop out. I put it on my resume when I applied for this job, remember? Highly skilled at popping out of vents. I'm basically the John McClain of kids podcasting. Oh, yeah. And I happened to hear you and Nishka talking about why we like the foods we like. And I actually just got back from talking with a bunch of kids about this exact thing. You were talking to kids in the air vents? No, 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 no. That's silly. The acoustics up there are terrible for talking. I actually met them at a cooking class in St. Louis, Missouri. One of the first people I ran into when I got there was Sawyer. She's a 10-year-old chef who was leading the cooking class with her dad. And she was stirring this big steaming pot of brown liquid. We are making the chicken broth for the uh, pork that we're going to make later. And what we have to do is just, like, get some water and then chicken broth and then dissolve it into it. Sawyer sounds like she knows her way around the kitchen. She definitely does. She grew up working in kitchens with her dad, Josh, who's also a chef. And for her, there's something really cool about taking a bunch of raw ingredients and turning them into something new and delicious. So what were they making in the cooking class? Oh, a bunch of stuff. There were seven kid chefs there, and each one was making something different. One was chopping up strawberries for a fizzy ginger punch. Another was making these big, pillowy biscuits. And one kid was even slicing up sausage from maple pineapple kebabs. 
That sounds so good. I wish we were there right now, sipping fizzy ginger punch. I know. The kitchen smelled amazing. Much better than the air vents, by the way. And here's the thing. These kid chefs all really love food, but even they had pretty strong likes and dislikes. I like most foods except like stuff with fat or like chicken with fat or and I don't like pulpy orange juice. Shrimp. It's plain. It doesn't have any taste. Ketchup. I mean, I don't like the smell and it tastes exactly like it smells. Well, I don't really like ice cream, but my friends do. I think it's kind of cool how we all have such different food preferences. Everybody's a little different in terms of what they like. Like how our fingerprints are all unique. Except each of us likes a different mix of foods. Yeah, I talked to Sawyer about that, the kid chef who was leading the class. And she was telling me about some of the things she likes that her friends think are gross. I like peas. My brother and sister hate peas. My friends hate peas. And I don't know why. I totally get that. I'm not a huge pea fan. I mean, I won't cross the street if I see peas coming towards me on the sidewalk, but I'm not, like, seeking them out, you know? Still, every now and then I've had them and thought, whoa, these peas are incredible. Just because of the way they were cooked? Yeah. I had this pea soup once that tasted just like spring. Super green and fresh and delicious. And Sawyer told me she's had a pretty similar experience. She used to really dislike sushi because the raw fish seemed slimy to her. But she discovered she actually loves sushi if the fish is cooked. My taste buds have changed a lot. So if, like, whenever you were younger, you had, like, something and it was disgusting, it might have just been because of the situation you were in. So, like, later, when you grow up a little more, you'll get it from a different place and they'll do it, like, a better way, and it'll taste different, and then you'll end up liking it. So when you're talking about a food you don't like, try adding the word yet. So, like, I don't like cucumbers yet. I don't like raw onion yet. And I don't like licorice-flavored jello yet. There might still be some foods that you never like, and that's totally okay. Oh, oops, I gotta go. I told Mr. Bone Jangles, our resident dancing and sock-stealing skeleton, we'd go explore the air vents in the west wing of Brains On headquarters. Legend has it, there's a dust bunny up there that looks just like John McClane. Bye! We're going to chat more about our likes and dislikes in a bit. But first, it's time for the... Mystery Sound. Nishka, are you ready to hear it? Yep. All right, here it is. think? <laughs> Maybe someone like eating something slowly? Mmm. I will give you a little hint. It does have to do with food. Would you like to hear it again? 
Yes, please. Okay, what are your new thoughts? It kind of sounds like a carrot. Like someone's really, really slowly cutting a carrot. (laughs) It's a sloth cutting a carrot. Yes. I love it. We'll be back with another chance to guess and to hear the answer after the credits. Hey, friends. We're working on an episode about how creatures would evolve on other planets. So we want you to do a little dreaming with us. Imagine you find life on another planet. How would that life greet you? What would it sound like in their language to say hi? Would they even have language? Or would they greet you another way? Nishka, if you found a living creature on another planet, how do you imagine they would say hi? I think they would go like, Zorp, Blorp, Zorp. (laughs) (laughs) I like that a lot. Zorp, glorp, zorp. It was kind of musical. Oh, yeah. They're very musical creatures. Do you have a picture in your mind of what they look like? So they would all be, like, very long, Mm. and their legs would curl up into a ball like a music note. Oh, I love this creature. Very nice work. Well, listeners, we want to hear how you imagine an alien creature would say hi. Zorp, glorp, zorp. Record yourself and send it to us at brainson.org slash contact. While you're there, you can also send us mystery sounds, drawings, high fives, and questions. Like this one. My name's Hanley Lines from Kirkland, Washington. And my question is, what if a tornado goes through a hurricane? You can find an answer to that question on our Moment of Um podcast. It's a daily dose of facts and curiosity you can find wherever you listen to Brains On. Again, send us your questions and alien greetings at brainson.org slash contact. And keep listening. Today's episode is sponsored by Sitka Seafood Market. Seafood is a great source of long-chain omega-3 fatty acids, which can support heart health. Salmon is one of my favorite foods, and so it's so delightful when a box of amazing quality, beautiful salmon arrives at my door. Sitka Seafood Market sources from small boat fishermen and community-based processors that take great care to provide the highest quality seafood that is wild-caught, sustainably, and ethically harvested. And one of the best parts is Sitka Seafood Market offers a variety of flexible subscriptions that can come monthly or every other month. It's super convenient, so if you're going on vacation, you can pause or you can cancel any time. I know you'll love it as much as I do. Go to SitkaSeafoodMarket.com and use code MOLLY35 for $35 off your first order of $100 or more. That's SitkaSeafoodMarket.com, promo code MOLLY35 for $35 off your first order of $100 or more. That's SitkaSeafoodMarket.com. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, 
the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy. You're listening to Brains On from APM Studios. I'm Nishka. And I'm Molly. Like Jennifer Anderson told us earlier, our bodies need all sorts of different things to be able to grow, run, think, dance, play, learn, fart, everything. You can think of different kinds of foods like the superheroes of your body. Here in Bonnyville, population U, there is a team of superheroes ready to leap into action whenever you sit down to eat. When you eat meat or beans or nuts or eggs or tofu, you're unlocking the power of Professor Protein. I provide the building blocks that help you grow from the inside out. Your bones, organs, muscles, hair, even your fingernails. That's me, Professor Protein. The gateway to growth. And here comes the next member of our superhero squad. He's found in foods like butter, cheese, and avocados. I'm Fat Man. Your brain needs me to grow. Your energy needs me to be stored. Wherever you go, whatever you do, I'm right there in the shadows. I'm Fat Man. Fat Man. Next, we've got Starch Man. He's everywhere his grainy or sweet friends go. We're talking bread. Crackers, oatmeal, sweet potatoes. Hi, friends! I have the energy you need to be able to jump like this! Woohoo! Do cartwheels! Wee! Do roundhouse kicks! Yeah. Run in circles, waving your hands and screaming for hours! Ah, I have so much energy! And rounding out this team of body buddies, we have the Rainbow Squad! That's right! Fruit and veggies of Every color. We all do different things because we all have different vitamins and minerals. And we love sharing them with you! And the more colors you eat, the more powers your body will have. Come on, team, on three. One, two, three. Rainbow, Rainbow Squad. Squad! Orange! I mean, Rainbow Squad! Professor Protein, Fat Man, Starch Man, and the Rainbow Squad are here to make Bodyville as strong as it can be. So why would you churn away their help? Come on, team. We've got work to do. To the fat cave. Not only is food super delicious, it's working super hard for our bodies. All foods are superheroes. But have you heard of super tasters? Super Taster! Whoa, what was that? I don't know. It always plays when we say the word Super Taster. Super Taster! 
Anyway, for these people, the flavors of different foods can be very strong. So instead of something tasting a little bitter, it's bitter. It's like turning the volume up, but on flavor. We talked with Bill Sullivan about this. He's a microbiologist, which means he studies tiny microscopic organisms like parasites. And he's also a super taster. Super taster! Not too long ago, Bill got really curious about some foods that he just couldn't learn to like. This was way more intense than having a strong dislike of something. Yeah, there were a bunch of vegetables that always taste really, really bad to him, even though he's tried them lots of times. Broccoli is one of the major offenders that I just could not stand. I couldn't even be in the room when it was being cooked because the odor would just upset my stomach. It was it was just awful to me. Similar things um, with cauliflower and Brussels sprouts. But spinach, asparagus, uh, snap peas, no problem. So it wasn't everything green. He thought he was the only one like this until he was an adult and he saw an episode of a TV show called Seinfeld. There's a very famous episode that kids' parents probably remember very well where one of the characters was challenged to eat a piece of broccoli and he just reacted the same way I would have. Like, get that vegetable away from me. I'm not going to put that vile weed into my mouth. Vile weed! Knowing there were other people like him out there made him very curious. And since he's a researcher, he started investigating what was going on with science. I found research by some scientists that characterize people like me who can't stand broccoli as a super taster. And I know a super taster, it kind of sounds like a superpower, right? You taste things really, really well, but it's not really a superpower because it alters the menu. And for about 25% of the population, that's how many super tasters there are. That means if you grabbed four random people off the street, there's a good chance one of them is a super taster. Super Taster! It turns out they taste things differently because of a change in their genes. Genes are the instructions in our cells that tell our bodies how to work. And Super Tasters... Super Taster! ...have a gene that gives them more taste buds. Taste buds are tiny little bumps on your tongue that help you taste different flavors, like salty, sweet, and sour. But Bill says it's not just that they have more taste buds. It's also that they have more of a certain kind of flavor receptor cell in their taste buds. But this one in particular that super tasters suffer from uh, coats the tongue with an extra amount of taste buds that can recognize bitter chemicals. These bitter chemicals are in lots of foods like grapefruit, dark chocolate, and cabbage. Bill got a genetic test and found out he had the super taster gene. Super taster! But there's another test you can do at home. All you need is some blue food coloring and a piece of paper that has a hole punch in it, like you would need for a three-ring binder. With the help of your parents, use a little blue food coloring and paint your tongue um, a slightly blue color. It counterstains your taste buds. Your taste buds will remain pink. They won't stain with this blue dye. And basically, you can put that little hole punch 
overtop a small portion of your tongue and with a magnifying glass, have someone count the number of taste buds in that ring. And if you count more than 30 in that circle, you're a super taster. Scientists are still learning about the instructions carried in our genes. And Bill thinks there will be a lot of new information in the coming years about why certain people may like or dislike certain foods based on their genes. There's also some new research about how the tiny, tiny bacteria living on and in us might change our likes and dislikes, too. Our mouths and throat and noses are full of friendly bacteria. They love to help us break down the foods we're eating. You start to chew that food up and vapors are released. Those bacteria can break the chemicals in those vapors down and give people a different taste sensation. So if you have different bacteria in your mouth from your friend, you may be eating the same food, but having a very different taste experience. So it turns out there are lots of different reasons why people like and dislike different foods. It could be your genes, the bacteria living in your mouth, how much you've seen a certain food, and how many times you've tried it before. You don't have to like every food, and your taste will change over time. As long as you're eating a variety of foods, your body will get what it needs in order to grow and do all the awesome things you want to do. That's it for this episode of Brains On. This episode was produced by Molly Bloom, Shayla Farzan, Aaron Wildeslossi, Anna Wegel, Nico Gonzalez-Whistler, Molly Quinlan, Ruby Guthrie, and Mark Sanchez. Sandin Totten edited this episode, and it was sound designed by Rachel Breeze. We had engineering help from Lucien Lozon and Derek Ramirez. Beth Perlman is our executive producer. The executives in charge of APM Studios are Chandra Kavati, Alex Schaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Special thanks to Dana Small, Ruth Sparrow, Bill Walker, Josh and Sawyer Galliano, Sarab and Puna Mundra, and Andy Doucette. Brains On is a nonprofit public radio program. There are lots of ways to support the show. Head to brainson.org. While you're there, you can send us mystery sounds, questions, and high fives. And you can subscribe to our Smarty Pass, your ticket to ad-free episodes and super awesome bonus content. All right, Nishka, are you ready to listen to the mystery sound again? Yep. Wonderful. Here it is. Okay, so last time you thought someone cutting a carrot very slowly. What are your new thoughts? So I'm thinking maybe it's someone biting into a carrot slowly. Someone is just really savoring their food. Yeah, like really enjoying. Yes, this carrot is so good. I have to eat it as slowly as possible. (laughs) Are you ready for the answer? Yep. All right. Hi, my name is Marilyn, and that was the sound of my mom peeling a sumo orange. (laughs) It's a tricky one. Specifically, it's a sumo orange, but it sounds very similar to peeling a regular orange. Yeah, I actually really love the sound peeling oranges make. (laughs) And it's like so loud, actually. Like, I feel like most of us don't pay attention to it, but it actually makes a lot of noise. 
Yeah, like now they think about it, that was like a lot of noise for an orange. Uh huh. I also like that you can peel it and it kind of gives you like a spritz of like orange juice in your face. <laughs> sort of like a nice little refreshing multi sensory experience there. <laughs> Now it's time for the brains on a roll. These are the incredible kids who keep the show going with their questions, ideas, mystery sounds, drawings, and high fives. Anna from Calgary, Elise from Eugene, Oregon, Lucy Wyatt and Paul from Moorhead, Minnesota, Daniel and Sophie from Melbourne, Australia, Jack Aranda from St. Louis, Lewis and Lucas from Marquette, Michigan, Andrew and Adeline from Georgetown, Texas, Landon, Brody and Dallas from Langley, British Columbia, Asa from Powdersville, South Carolina, Annabelle from Hepzibah, Georgia, Greta from Wilton, Connecticut, Greta from Madison, Wisconsin, Jocelyn from Bowie, Maryland, Amir from Ellicott City, Maryland, Adi from Sammamish, Washington, Vita from Los Angeles, Wesley from Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, Gavin from Hamilton, New Zealand, Asher from Austin, Texas, Brinley from Nebo, North Carolina, Everett from Queen Creek, Arizona, Zaley from Birmingham, Alabama, Eric from Kansas City, Harper from Atlanta, L and S from California, Abigail from Roseville, California, Sienna and Azure from Sonoma, California, Sophia from Honolulu, Shiloa from Israel, William from Houston, Yusuf from Montreal, Atkins from Mars Hill, North Carolina, Fia from Troon, Scotland, Hal from Amesbury, Massachusetts, Maggie from Vancouver, Jasper from Austin, Texas, Elliot and Winnie from Portland, Oregon, Levon from Kernersville, North Carolina, Carolina, Jack from Winnipeg, Ferris and Niel from New York City, Ocean from Kula, Hawaii, Benjamin from Austin, Texas, Zach, Zane, and Xander from St. Augustine, Florida, Jackson from Oakland, California, Emma from Ipswich, Massachusetts, Henry from Dundas, Ontario, Ella and Xander from Lovettsville, Virginia, Ivy from St. Louis, Zoe Elizabeth from Hard, Austria, Elliot from Canberra, Australia, Juniper from American Fork, Utah, Amelie from Seattle, Audrey and Joanna from Porter Ranch, California, August from Coatesville, Pennsylvania, Althea and Florence from Oxford, Mississippi, Wall from Westminster, Massachusetts, Marin from Columbia, South Carolina, Maisie from Denver, Ethan and Hannah from Houston, Annie from Overland Park, Kansas, Brody from Daphne, Alabama, Peter from Salt Lake City, Egan from Omaha, Nora from Oak Park, Illinois, Harper from Taunton, Massachusetts, Vera from Castro Valley, California, Eleanor from Toronto, Cordelia from Lansdowne, Pennsylvania, Kenton and Warren from Kaneohe, Hawaii, Jasper and Rose from Raleigh, North Carolina, Vera from Washington, D.C., and Felix and Santiago from Royal Oak, Michigan. We'll be back next week with more answers to your questions. Thanks for listening.